Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross, Sap. It is June 15th. We are here to talk Monday Night Raw. We have Denise Salcedo with us. But hey, last night we covered WWE Backlash. Make sure you check that out. Myself and Louis Dangor from uh, Wrestle Talk. It was a good time. But Denise, how you feeling coming out of Backlash? You know what? I There's been so much that has been happening news-wise just outside of wrestling inside of wrestling and so pretty much like everything going on it's it's kind of wild but overall um today's raw i have one word for it and that one word is random it was so random tonight uh trey lucas sends our first super chat said glad to be on fightful select it's worth it yes it is today i had the news uh you, you probably saw wrestle votes and alex mccarthy tweeting about it I was able to confirm that Christian would be on this show in a physical angle, and he was. We also had the finish of Raw on Fightful Select. Make sure you guys check it out. Just a ton of news. We've covered the Heyman situation uh, more in-depth than anybody else at this point. But right now, if you want your question or statement read on the air here at YouTube.com slash Fightful, donate a Super Chat. Any amount gets it done. And Anakin JMT says one that, or he has one that I'm a little confused about, but maybe you'll know. It says, Denise, what was the best question your siblings asked? Oh, okay. So just a quick background. My siblings came over today and they were watching Raw with me. They don't watch wrestling at all. Okay. Like it's just not their thing. They like doing the live events, but they don't actually follow the product. So their questions were, they wanted to know what was fixed, what was real, what was not. They wanted to know why certain wrestlers had managers and why some wrestlers didn't have managers. Uh, They were pretty interested in the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits, which was interesting. So it was kind of cool to get a a lens into what people that aren't wrestling fans uh, think when they watch wrestling. So that was pretty interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Make sure that my my audio was on there. (laughs) Uh, We get a super chat from Tim Traver saying, had an amazing uh, time yesterday, went fishing at my local park. I saw you did pretty well there. I followed Tim on Instagram and saw that rocking. Leave a thumbs up. Make sure you guys subscribe. 
Uh, like I said, get those super chats in. We will read your question or statement on the air. But we got a lot going on this week. Uh, I have uh, the enhancement stories with James Storm going up Friday. He talks his WCW experiences. We have a Mike Tyson feature going up. I believe it's Sunday. Sunday I have a lot of stuff uh, pegged there. Alexandra Corinth looks at some of her issues with Mike Tyson uh, being booked for AEW. Georgia Madden has a great feature coming with, uh, I think she interviewed 10 female wrestling fans about their experience as wrestling fans. That will be up in video form as well on Sunday. Make sure you guys check that out. But we got our full slate of shows this week. And as we went on the air, Denise, it was revealed that there's a positive COVID-19 test in WWE. Yeah, I saw that, and when I got the official statement from WWE, I it sucks, man. Like I, you know, you hear about all the preventive preventative measures measures that people are taking, and you kind of you know you have hope in that, and so you feel good about them, you know, taking a step forward to getting back to normal. But then something like this happens, and it's just kind of like that awful reminder that COVID nineteen has still not gone away, and even if we have precautions taken, it's still playing. With fire you just never know so um i'm curious to see what moves are going to be taken after this like what's going to happen yeah uh i get the feeling not a lot will happen not a lot will happen uh triple h had said on the media call oh we're listening to doctors no it's they're doing temperature checks that is so stupid that's it just a temperature check and at one point i had heard that there had been people with fevers that have been allowed in the Performance Center. Well, today they allowed, I don't want to say they allowed fans in. They brought some fans in. What what did you think when you saw that, the, the bit of a switch? Yeah, and you know, with that being said, the whole temperature check thing, it's kind of like, it's been sort of pointless from the beginning, and I know a lot of people are doing this, like even regular businesses are doing this for work and all of that, because the big consensus or the big thing that's been going around is people don't always have symptoms of COVID-19, so you might not even have the fever, but you can still have COVID-19, which is just crazy, and so like, I feel like there has to be more done. Somebody has to do something just to, I don't know, make it easier. In terms of having the fans there, um, that was new. I don't know, especially now, with, I think it was poor timing with having some fans there and this news coming out, even though it could be totally unrelated. Um, you know, one thing may have not caused the other, but still, it's just poor timing. Um, I liked it. I didn't mind it at all. But then again, you know, I just want to have that. I want to you know, go and see things being normal again. But then the reality is still there that this has not gone away. So it's hard to sort of, you know, keep moving forward. So we had Monday Night Raw. Randy Orton cuts a promo about still being the legend killer, says Edge reminded him what it was like. I like this. Legend Randy Orton being the legend killer. That's pretty awesome. I I like that. How did you feel when he started to bust that line out again? I loved all of this, like from the top to the bottom of everything that went on with Brandy Orton and Christian and how everything was built throughout the entire uh, episode of Raw, I thought was really great. But just from the start, the things that I appreciated that Randy said was that when it 
came to Edge, he was like, oh, I tore your tricep. Clean off the bone. That one little line, I was like, that is such good imagery. I really enjoyed that. I love the fact that he was like, oh, send him back home to becoming a father. Um, I mean, we already know that Randy Orton has been killing it nonstop with his promos, and this was just a continuation of that. So then he's interrupted by Christian. Now, admittedly, I knew about this earlier. We reported about it, but I'm a big Christian fan. I really loved Christian. Edge and Christian were my favorite team. How 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 big into him were you when you were younger? Were you a fan of his? Did you did you like his work? How how'd that how'd that go? Okay, so like backstory, Edge and Christian were the first uh, WWE talent that I saw in person at a mm-hmm. at a wrestling show when I was at UPW, and I got to see Edge and Christian because they made an appearance, and I just remember having like the best time ever. And you know, as a kid, you were fond of people like Edge and Christian or the Hardy Boys. They were the cool tag teams that you got to look forward to, and you know, watching their TLC matches and all of that stuff. So. Being a fan of Christian and Edge has always, always been there, at least for me, and I'm sure so many other people. So to kind of have this continue on, uh, you know, I very much enjoy it, and I especially respect a lot of the career decisions that Christian has made throughout the years, even uh, post-WWE. Well, Christian interrupts. He says, Edge's career isn't over. It'll be over on his terms. This came after Orton confirmed another fightful story that Edge tore his triceps at Backlash. And he wanted to do more damage, said Orton. He said that he knew he could have stopped. He could have ended the match there. Randy Orton says he knows Christian is just like Edge. And he brings back the old Christian line. He says, I know you want one more match. I love that. I geeked out at that. But Christian says no. And I hope he says no, or he said no, because he he did an interview with every damn reporter in Europe last month promoting that movie. And every one of them said you ever going to come back? And he said, nope, 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 not doing it, not doing it. I wanted justice for, for Gary Cassidy and Louis Dangor and all these people that interviewed him about it. But Orton challenges Christian to a non-sanctioned match and says the offer exp- expires at the end of the night. I'm thinking, hell yes. And by the way, Christian is still owed an Intercontinental title match because he won a top contender match in his last one. But what, what did you think when this all got thrown out there? See, I like all the nods to the past because, again, for people that have been watching for a really long time, it's cool to sort of connect those dots. And like you said, it makes you, like, geek out and get excited about it. Um, I especially liked when Christian looked at Randy Orton and said that he was cold, calculated, son of a bitch. And I love that. I thought he hit it so hard. And I like how, you know, this isn't just, like, any random person coming out to to vouch for Edge. Like, no, this was, like, his partner in crime for so many years. So because of that, like, it just, means a whole lot more and when he when randy orton challenged him to the match i i was like what this is gonna happen like obviously he has to say yes but i did like that they didn't make the announcement right away that he sort of you know pondered with the idea went back and forth with it throughout the show and backstage we see the big show come up and say listen you know why randy wants us to be a non-sanctioned match it's because he wants to hurt you Ooh. And and Randy did want to hurt him. Randy did want to hurt him. 
But later on, we see Ric Flair join as well. I loved Ric Flair talking to Christian. I thought he was great there. But how'd you feel about the, this words word from the wise, so to speak? Yeah, and then they even had yeah. Okay, so when they had Big Show coming out and talking to him, I thought, okay, that's a kind of a cool way to have you know somebody give insight to him. Uh, you know, it's kind of like those one of those things where you. I really like that they didn't just give him a yes or no answer. There was deliberation. There was thought behind this. You know, there was part where he was on the phone discussing this. And so to have Ric Flair and the big show come out and talk to him was pretty cool, especially because I wasn't Rick. I wasn't expecting Ric Flair to be like, you know, maybe this isn't the greatest idea or the greatest uh, option for you to do. So later on, Christian comes out and he accepts. We will get to that match later on. Korosami97 says, do you think more wrestlers will take time off because COVID-19 has a spike in recent days, Florida specifically? Yeah, I think after this test, you will see some more people take some time off, uh, especially if, uh, I don't know if talent were made aware of this. I, I We just got this information as we were coming on the air, so I haven't had the opportunity to ask people yet. But I get the feeling I would have known if the talent had known well ahead of time. Uh and I, I actually, as I looked at, at my phone, I have people messaging me from the company about it right now. So I would imagine that there were some people that just found out. What do you think? Do you think we're going to see more people taking time off? I don't know. I think it really just depends on the person and, you know, what their overall outlook is on this. And does it trump uh, career opportunities? Because you can see the glass half full or the glass half empty on this. You know, you can take the time off. Or if you're somebody that hasn't been highlighted on TV, you might see this as an opportunity to be like, you know what, if everybody's going home, then I need to take this time to, you know, get myself up to a good spot or something, you know, just to kind of, you know, keep coming out on TV or whatnot. And so I, I really think it just depends on everybody's different perspective. Hannah Moore says now Rick needs a haircut. Yeah, he does. Even I got one. What the hell? Uh, it may, COVID, man, he can't get a haircut right now. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, people think that Roman should be back. Pure stupidity. SRS, we know you're a Christian fan because your Bible golf story proves it. You son of a bitch. That's, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, Pass it to DJ says, did Christian ever face AJ and TNA? Yeah, I mean, they were in a stable together and everything. Yeah, definitely. Throwback 27. Check out his podcast on Tuesdays, guys. YouTube.com slash throwback 27. He says, Rick being there makes sense for a promo, but what was the reason for the segment with Charlotte? Will this set up Asuka? That was weird, Denise. He went up to Charlotte and said, what's next? And she goes, whatever I want, Dad. You know, I actually thought that was a nod to the people that say that Charlotte Flair just gets her position in the company because she's Ric Flair's daughter. So I actually thought that was sort of a nod to that, or maybe I read too much into it, but that's what I got from that. And yeah, I mean, I think that's everyone's question. What is next for Charlotte? So it was a little unexpected, but I think knowing uh, what how big of a fan Ric Flair is of Charlotte, that it wasn't it didn't come across as weird to me. It was very odd to me. It was downright strange. Downright strange. Reminder, guys, donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. Um, Anakin did say, welcome back, Legend Killer Orton. We missed you. Yeah, I, I missed him too. And he says, Sean, please confirm for the doubters that WWE did tape June 9th. Yes, I believe they did. That was a part. It would have been last Tuesday. See how they had Monday, Tuesday tapings. Up next, Angel Garza is being interviewed, and he charms Charlie Caruso, per usual. Andrade shows up and wishes him luck. 
And then we get the match. Owens and Garza, they brawl to start out, and this one doesn't last long. And, of course, it's more 50-50 booking because Garza beat Owens a couple weeks ago, so Owens has got to beat Garza now. Zelina gets pissed off about her guys arguing because Andrade comes out. And then Owens hits a stunner. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen here. It just seems like, uh, you know, Andrade, Angel Garza, and Zelina, like there hasn't been anything that, it, you know, one of the things that stuck to me was when she said, you both want the same thing. Why are you fighting? And I started thinking to myself, what is that same thing? What am I missing? I don't even know what the same thing is. So I do think there's a big chunk missing to the stable. Um, there's a big chunk missing, like, there needs to be, I don't know, something more, something for me to actually understand what their purpose is. And uh, Owens hits a stunner, wins the match, and that, that's the thing I hate. Owens lost in a few minutes a couple weeks ago, won in a few minutes tonight. But the story of this, they, they got Owens a win, I'm fine with that. But Zelina says that she's sick of this. They need to start fighting together instead of against each other. I assume that means we're going to get a tag team, and we need it because I am so sick of Street Profits, Viking Raiders, shit. But how do you feel about them teaming up a little bit more? I think that given the fact that they both have like an outrageously amount of charisma that they could become the most charismatic team. And I think that's the thing that we've been talking about since they even started appearing together was that we would like to see them as a team combined and obviously not. I don't want to see it permanently, permanently, to be honest. I rather see them as singles competitors because I just feel they have so much to offer separately for right now. It's perfectly fine. They can team up, but I wouldn't want to see them as like an official tag team, you know, forever or anything like that. I would rather see them as singles competitors. I kind of like them as a tag team just because I want them to freshen things up and, and add add a new team to the fold. Azo Smith says that they keep in the same schedule for tapings. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Uh, Patrick Johnson says, what was the news I missed regarding Corona that somebody tested positive last week? And everybody's been tested since then, apparently. Woof, man. Woof. And actually, I just got the statement from WWE's associate medical director. It says, quote, A developmental talent who was last on site at WWE's training facility on Tuesday, June 9th, has tested positive for COVID-19. Since that time, no other individuals that attended the facility have reported symptoms. However, out of an abundance of caution and to ensure the health and safety of the company's performers and staff, all talent and production crew and employees on site at the training and production facilities will be tested for COVID-19 immediately. Following the test results, WWE plans to proceed with its normal television production schedule. Uh, WWE buried this at 10.52 on a Monday night. One of those things, like, they knew something else was going to get talked about a lot more than this, so... Uh, Yikes, man. But up next, we had a divorce. MVP tells an interviewer to go back to journalism school for interrupting he and Lashley. And then they go out to the ring, and Lana comes out. And Lana blames MVP for everything and calls him a snake. But MVP calls her a thought. Do you know what a thought is? No, what is a thought? You you don't know what a thought is? Thought, like T-H-O-T, right? Yeah. No, what is that? That hoe over there. What? That hoe over there. Oh, okay. Well, that's just disrespectful. Well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> you didn't okay, know what I a thought know, is. I didn't know what a thought was. I'm sorry. 
damn. And even when you said it, I was like, wait, what? Like, what? Damn, happening? it's that hoe over there. Okay, well, clearly that's why I didn't I didn't say anything or care for it because I didn't it just went over my head. Man, how do you not how do I know more more like young person lingo than you, Denise? How is that young person lingo? I haven't heard anyone say that. I'm gonna take over instinct culture. That's what I'm I have gonna... not heard anyone say thought like ever. What? So I must be living like under a rock, but I have not heard anyone say that. Come on. I, I can't be the only one. I, I just can't be. Well, I think you might be. Damn, Denise. No, I'm hoping that somebody in the chat will back me up here. <laughs> Everybody in the chat's like livid at you. No! They're telling me to fire you, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to oh, fire Denise God. for not Can't knowing. Can't catch a break, man. For not knowing that hoe over there. Anakin says, Denise showing her innocence again. Damn. I really try not to. Like, I seriously try to get edgier for this show in particular. Like, I'm up there on Google, like, Googling stuff and trying to be up to date with everything, and clearly it's just not happening. The line drive says, Lana, all women are queens. MVP says, if she breathes, she's a thought. <laughs> See, I am just, like, not even a fan of that whatsoever. Because say what you want about Lana, but I was happy today when she stood her ground I and like told Lana. MVP, don't talk to me like that. I was like, yes, girl. You know what? I may not have agreed with everything that you have said and done uh, in the past, but you stand up for yourself. I like Lana a lot, actually. I think she's a really good character. Azo Smith says, I'm 17, and thought and treesh is all I hear in Brooklyn. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the latter treesh? one means. Yeah. Okay, well, I need to be enlightened. Man, disappointing. Well, she says that she and her Bobby were on a hot streak, and Bobby goes, huh? No, we weren't. I was on a hot streak. When's the last time you even wrestled? And she says uh, that she should have probably slept with Drew if she wanted to get famous. After Lashley says... You only slept with me to get famous. I'm tired of the social media and blah, blah, blah. See, I hate this. Typical man, all right? Bobby Lashley is not... I. You know what? This whole segment turned Lana face to me, and this is why. Bobby Lashley... Lana's been the same person from the start. Miss whatever, Instagram, likes, whatever. She's been that person from the start, and Bobby Lashley knew that, and he liked that. And now, all of a sudden, he's no longer interested in that. So, sorry, but I am not a fan of that. Yeah, uh, well, Bobby wants a divorce. <sighs> Man, it's over. It's over. What do you think? Well, I'm glad, like, storyline purposes, I'm yeah. glad that, that this is over because I didn't want – like, right now they're doing a lot of good stuff with Bobby Lashley. I didn't want Lana to drag – the whole Lana storyline to drag that down, and I didn't – and if it dragged – Bobby Lashley's down, then chances are it was going to do the same thing to the storyline with him and Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre, and, you know, just kind of domino effect from there. This storyline, or the, the Lana Lashley, has been going on since we started doing this show. Yes. I, I think... think- it might have been even the first or second show that we did where it was like, oh, Bobby Lashley and Lana came out and they're making out together. That was that was the big the big debut, if I remember correctly, with like the, the season premiere or whatever it may be. Oh what, I think so. It's been oh, a long man. time. Uh, Throwback27 says, now if I'm, I'm wondering if <laughs> Denise has heard some Boston words like wicked, pissa, and bubbler. I've heard Throwback say pissa. 
and Wicked. Like, that's how, like, when I saw the title of his podcast, it includes Wicked in there, and I'm like, definitely a Boston thing. But Bubbler, I don't know what the hell Bubbler is. I've only heard Pisser. I haven't heard any of the other two. Stay Up and Keep It Up says, MVP called Lana a thought. I bet the soft people will get offended now and say how WWE can call a woman woman that. Everyone, it's a show. Don't get all touchy. I don't have a problem with it. it, It's a TV show. I'm okay with that. I, I... I don't think that everything has to be a PSA for anti-bullying. It's a TV show. I watch people get run over on TV shows all the time. I'm okay with it. Um, I, I don't think that they should necessarily normalize that for a lot of people. Like, I, If I saw like some random person getting called a thought by some other random person, I'd probably go, Hey, mate, what the fuck's up with that? That's stupid. Don't do that. That's disrespectful. But... MVP's character is that he is disrespectful, Denise. He's not like that in real life. Right, right. Of course. And this is obviously storyline. So, so yeah, and that's why I was glad that they gave Lana a moment to sort of stand up for herself, you know, not let herself be spoken to that way. Throwback says, the year of Lana has ended. She is the goat of divorce. <laughs> Sorry, Sean, for taking your line. She is the greatest of all time at divorces. Look at her. I mean, she... Her relationship with Dolph Ziggler ended. It's ended with Rusev twice on TV. And now this. And the GOAT. The GOAT. Korosami says, don't feel bad. I'm 23 and had no idea what thought meant. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. I knew someone out there had to have my back. And Anakin JMT. This lingo is getting a lot. A lot of talk. Denise, the lobsters in Finding Nemo say it's wicked dark in here. In a Boston accent. Okay, yeah. I just thought that they were just saying it's dark in there. (laughs) I didn't think anything of that. That is. That is. It it accentuates the darkness. It's wicked. Like, it's extra dark in here. Exceptionally dark in here. Maybe I need to do one of those lingo things. Do you watch Being the Elite? I do a few episodes. I haven't watched all of them, though. Matt Hardy breaks down all the wrestling lingo as Broken Matt Hardy. So maybe I need to do that. We need to do that. Me and you with like random slang. I know. Seriously, just go on TikTok and I'm sure you'll find all the slang that the young kids are using I know, these right? days. <laughs> That's the place. D'Lo Diggs says, I need more of Samoa Joe reacting like he did last night. Congratulating. Also, bubbler is another way of saying water fountain. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Maurice says, I wish New Japan rebooked Naito versus Haruma Aromu last night's show. Glad New Japan is back. Give me Charlotte versus Asuka in an Extreme Rules match. We will be talking about Charlotte uh, and Asuka and Nia Jax here in a bit, but I'm so glad to see New Japan back. I am so glad to see them back. Um, a, a tag team-based show last night, a bit of a mystery show. I'm just glad to see it. Uh, I am not necessarily... Happy to see the street raid, the, the the Viking prophets, as they were called. How do you not call them the the street raiders? That's so much I, better. I saw your tweet and I was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." I feel like that just sounds like a cooler name. But I was thinking maybe somebody else already has that name. I don't know. Maybe like I don't know for creative purposes. I feel like maybe that name's already taken somewhere. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, so so much of a bummer. But they're back there talking about their feud. And Akira Tozawa shows up with this stupid fucking gimmick. This ninja gimmick. This guy is legitimately among the most charismatic people they have. 
he got ha, ha, ha over with the crowd a few years ago. For the love of God. <sighs> well, he says he wants a sequel. They say he's not going to be in, in it. So they have a match. And the Viking Raiders and Street Profits beat the living shit out of the ninjas. Real quick, Denise. Yeah. Um, I have just like several, I don't even know. So last night when this whole thing happened, where we even got the introduction of Akira Tozawa with the ninjas and all of that cinematic stuff that happened, that was, I I liked it. I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. So I was very like, I just had a bunch of mixed emotions about it. Um, the way I see it now in terms of Akira Tozawa is that, I guess at least he's being used for something. I, I, that's like the bright side that I can see through all of this. Um, it's really unexpected and it kind of just doesn't make sense that we've been seeing the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders do all of this stuff, you know, all of these competitions and now they're teaming together and now next week they're not. And it's just, it's it's all over the place. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And then, I mean, and then there was... And then there was the whole thing with the big show. That was even more unexpected. Yeah. And he comes out. He makes a save because the big giant ninja, which is Jordan from NXT. And big show makes the save. Backstage, they're talking about what they could do next week. They mention a chariot race. Big show says he can't ride a horse. So he says, I know how to end this. Not carpool karaoke ever. A match. Okay, cool. Good. A match. Good. Good. What Such do you think great next thinking. week? Such forward thinking. Breaking yeah. <laughs> the best thinking I've thought of. Um, the first thing, though, that I do want to say is that when the Big Show said he couldn't ride a horse, that was the first imagery that came into my head. Was like I was just like seeing the Big Show riding a horse. So it was like instantaneous like thought into my head, which I thought was funny. I'm next week. We're seeing this match. Okay, we've seen it. I'm not really. I. It's really just going to be like a filler match for me. I don't think that I'm like all that excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Colt Badeau says, well, Tazawa's ninjas face off against Santos Escobar's cartel in NXT. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Uh, the, the ninjas should get their asses whipped in that too. It's 2020. Anything can happen at this point. Eloquent asks if the ninja gimmick is a Pritchard idea. I joked that it was last night. I would assume so. But I, oh God, it's such a shitty idea. Such a shitty idea. Azo Smith says, uh, Tazawa taking Neville's cruiserweight title feels like so long ago. It was so long ago. It was like two or three years ago. It was rough. It was rough. Anakin says, you guys need to do another music podcast. We will. We will do one eventually. Uh, we have some people. Uh, Joe Hansen says, I'm 31 and I knew thought. Get with the times, Denise. But Michael oh, Mathis. Man. Michael Mathis says he's never heard of thought before tonight. What? I'm so disappointed. I thought we had a raunchier, a raunchier group of people that watch this show. Some of us are very pure and innocent. Yeah. And <laughs> oh. Wild Boy says Street Profits and Viking Raiders might as well be co-tag champions at this point. I am so done with this. I'm just so beyond done with it. It's so annoying and yeah, boring. Yeah, we need some fresh up. Throwback27, check his podcast out on Tuesdays, youtube.com slash throwback27. He says, big show, performer, actor, matchmaker, motivational speaker, also ninja hunter and killer. What can he do next? Ooh, there's one more. The big show is also a Swifty. Did you not know that? I knew it because I watched your interview, Denise. Oh, I was going to 
thing. Did you not know that? I was like, it's like the biggest news that I, I got this whole year. I, yeah, we did an article about it, for the love of God. <laughs> we did well, it was the article. whole thing that they had the whole Taylor Swift thing on the show. So it was it was a character. So the big show is like fangirling, whatever. So it, there was a reason as to that. Yeah. Um, hmm. <sighs> he does a little bit of everything, but I don't know if I needed him tonight. All due respect, I'm happy to see him because I like the guy. I like his work generally. I did not need him tonight. I didn't. Uh, throwback also says, Randy acting like he needs justification at, at about what he did at the end of Raw is, is great psychology and shocking. Oh, I love that. I can't wait until we get into that. But now we get to talk about Dominique, which is, or Dominic, or whatever the hell Ray's kid's name is. They've spelled it four different ways on WWE.com, Denise. I think it's with the K. Yeah, I think so. That's how he officially spells it. But he's on his way to Raw. Did you see that corny text conversation that Ray posted today? I did not see that. Was it on social media? Yes. Okay, I didn't see that. Oh, it was so bad. Like, he posted it. Like, what? And I get it. They made him do it. Oh, it was so dumb. But Rollins wants Dom to join the disciples. What did it say? Oh, it was, Dad, I'm going to go to Raw. No, son, don't do that. Oh, no. One of those. No. That's cringe. And Ray had the old man big font on his screen. Oh, man. Which, I mean, he is blind in one eye right now, so hey. (laughs) Anakin JMT says, show can't sumo wrestle, though. Well, I mean, he did. He did. Patrick Johnson says, what if Street Profits and Viking Raiders all went street clothes and formed a heel stable? No, I don't want that. I don't want that at all. That That is not for me. Not for me. I just don't want to see them yeah, work together anymore. No way. Uh, but we we did get this segment that, that had Rollins wanting Dom to join the Disciples. Ray says that won't happen. But Rollins preaches his ass off. Murphy and Theory are looking for Dom. But Dom attacks from behind, and I gotta say, Dominic looked awesome here. He was all over the place, he was flying everywhere, he got in good offense. I thought this was one of his best appearances. When he showed up in in the Brock match, I think it was, it was very good too. But he ended up getting away. I thought he did really well here, but what'd you think about this? It was unexpected. I didn't think that Dominic had it in him to do a sneak attack on Seth Rollins and get him from behind and all of that. Um, I did like that he he wasn't he was intense when he came in. He was throwing some punches out there and he he looked intense. And like I said, I didn't expect it from him because I haven't been able to take him seriously. Like I still see him and I just see like a little kid and I just see like happiness in his face. Like I don't see him as like a bad badass guy who's trying to get revenge for his father so um this helped it a little bit more but in terms of like the past promos that we've been seeing you know with with uh with ray from his home i just wasn't getting anything from that and so like it didn't make me see dominic in that light uh this week i guess so but i feel like in coming weeks i could easily see i'm going back to just being you know that kid Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Rob Wilkins says, I was called a DILF once. She was blind, but that was okay. I don't, I don't think you have kids. Throwback27 says, tagged you guys in some Boston lingo. So with the garden, TD Bank Garden is out of the question. Which wicked way should Bailey and Sasha happen? Sean, one day you'll end up at the Green Monster as a, at a Bo Sox game. Yeah, I hope so. I would love to come up there and visit you and check out a Red Sox game. That's always been... Something I've wanted to do, uh, probably not anytime soon, unfortunately, given the way that baseball is going. But how do you think they can make Sasha and Bailey happen right now? I think the way that I presented it, where Bailey gets overwhelmed defending two titles, then she doesn't save Sasha from a pin when she could have, and Sasha knows about it. I think that's the easiest way to set it up. But how do you think? I feel like considering that they've been, you know, we've been working towards this for a really long time. I would like to see something different. I don't really know what that is, but I want to see something. uh, I feel like they've been doing like Bailey's gotten like so tremendously well on the mic. And just like her, her persona is actually like, out there and it's coming out. And I just feel like they can do something, uh, you know, something different, something we haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well up next, the Iconics defeated Liv Morgan and Italia. This was very short. Peyton Royce did a nice double stomp, but Liv Morgan has the ret win and Peyton is distracting the ref and Liv gets pinned after the fall from grace. Fuck. Poor Liv. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of anything from this. Not the match, not what happened afterwards. I It made no sense to me from the beginning. Oh, man. This is, this is, Liv came in and did really well and worked really hard, and now she's losing. Now, here's the thing. Natalia went off on her backstage. She's like, you made rookie mistakes. You did this. You did that. And Liv's like, whatever. No, Liv should have probably decked her. But Natalia's like, I don't feel appreciated, yada, yada, yada. Lana comes up and says the same thing. It just feels like Liv was here to eat the pin and hit the bricks. That's it. And that sucks. Natty is going to be just as over no matter what she does. If she were back there complaining that Liv didn't break up the pin in time, it would have done just the same thing. And you wouldn't have had Liv eat a pin. And maybe you'd have somebody that was just a little more over. That was stupid. Why do they got to do this? Yeah, and they didn't even give her a moment to defend herself against Natalia. She could have, you know, just said anything. But then, like, the way that it was done, it, it was kind of a burial a little bit for, for Liv Morgan, I feel. Not a complete one. We've seen a million times worse, but a little one. Um, definitely, I uh, wasn't expecting her to get the pin. I didn't really uh, I didn't really think that she was the one that had to take the pin at all. Um, I just, And then I just didn't understand the whole Liv Morgan-Natalia thing at all, like, whatsoever. It was almost... They were making it seem like they've been like a consistent tag team each and every single week. And oh, Liv Morgan, uh, oh, Natalia finally had it with Liv Morgan and she cracked. But that was not the case. So for me, this felt very, very disconnected. They, they wrestled and didn't at WrestleMania, sense. too. They fought against exactly, each other. Exactly. Oh, so it's man. like, why all of a 
of a sudden were you expecting all of this from Liv Morgan? It made no sense. And I don't know what is the what's the deal with Natalia and Lana. If anything's even going to come of that, but I mean, maybe something will, maybe something won't. I don't know. By the way, guys, if you see me looking down, I promise I'm paying attention. I'm getting tons of messages from WWE talent about the situation, uh, but. I can hear in my ears. So if you're like, what, what's Sean looking at? Uh, got, got a job to do, too. But uh, Anakin JMT says, to quote WWE Creative Humor on Twitter, obviously this is going to end with Nia married to John Cone. That's about our next match. Sorry, I got ahead on that one. But Throwback27 says, Liv being on TV was great, but Natty and Lana working together, do you think this will possibly lead up to a new tag team or giving Lana and Natty something to do? I thought Lana made a lot of really good improvements in the ring the last time I saw her, but they never keep her in the ring consistently. It's never the case. I don't know what they're doing. I know that she worked really hard to get better, but I I think they could do worse things than putting them together and having Natalia be Lana's coach and make her better. I think that's not a bad idea. Yeah, especially having having it be Natalia. She's the one who works best with, you know, the girls that aren't, you know, as well equipped. Azo Smith says, have you seen the Crown Jewel stuff floating around on Twitter? It's on our website. Yeah, I mean, we had reported that stuff. There's, It pretty much happened like that. Vince McMahon went at it with the Crown Prince, a guy who has people fucking beheaded. You can say what you want about Vince McMahon. He's got some balls on him. Dude's got some balls on him to be like, what are you going to do about it, big boy? Damn, yeah. man. And on his turf, too. To a top five most dangerous man in the world. 70-something Vince McMahon didn't care. Now, do I think that that makes him a good person? No. Vince is a fuck. He's an absolute fuck for leaving his talent overseas while he hit the bricks. That's shit. Sorry for all the cursing. Sorry. Drew Nicholas says, Garza could potentially potentially be a great baby face. No, very charismatic and good in the ring, says Drew Nicholas. Yeah, I think so. I see him as the closest we've had from a personality perspective of Eddie Guerrero and I'm not saying that because they both have they both have the same type of heritage I'm saying it because like they both had that smile on their face even when they're doing heel work where you can tell that they're enjoying what they do so much and that's it's one of those things that's very special Denise and I see a lot of that in Garza the swagger yeah you see it definitely definitely we got MVP approaching Apollo Cruz and he says that Apollo needs to be a smart champion and fight for the money instead of just being a fighting champion. He doesn't want Cruz to burn out and pitches himself as a manager. Would you like to see MVP managing Apollo Cruz? Yes, and I would because I feel that right now I only see Apollo Cruz in one way and I feel that if he's going to go any other direction or you know switch up his character add a little bit more to it add different dynamics to it I feel like he would need someone to do to help that to help him along with that like I can't I can't see Apollo Cruz as like mad or angry or edgy or upset um, so I feel like he would need somebody like MVP who's totally okay with being with being that guy um, you know to sort of I, I would like the idea of him, uh, you know, pushing Apollo Crews to do things that are sort of out of his comfort zone. Well, an MVP can mean a lot of things, Denise. You know what I mean? I'm curious. Oh, my brain is going, like, thinking of all these, like, acronyms for MVP. 
most my, valuable my brain going the right direction. <laughs> most valuable player. Oh, most valuable. No. I know where this is going. Most valuable. <laughs> most valuable pastry? No. No. I'm not eating pastries. You know why? Because I'm eating low-carb, Denise. And fortunately, I can eat low-carb for breakfast with our friends at Magic Spoon. Now, I told you guys about how I started to train for my wrestling match. First, I've had in a while. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I, I want to be able to eat high-protein, low-carb. I didn't want to give up cereal. So I found Magic Spoon. And I love Magic Spoon. Growing up, cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid. And uh, when I got older, I had to give it up. Quite frankly, one bowl never felt, filled me up. Not even one regular bowl. Like, one large bowl didn't. I ended up getting two. Magic Spoon kind of takes that out of the equation. It fills you up a lot more. So that way, you're getting more out of what you're eating. I've been trying to cut down on carbs, sugar, unhealthy food. And there's a lot of things that you used to be able to eat that you just can't when you get older. But uh, our friends at Magic Spoon, zero sugar, 12 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And their variety pack has four great flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. The frosted has like almost like a frosted marshmallow type of taste to it, and I love it. It tastes amazing. It seems too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. When I eat low-carb, high-protein, I do not like to eat a lot of soy. That is not necessarily good for men. It raises estrogen levels, which isn't good for you. So this stuff is soy-free. Cocoa is definitely my favorite flavor. I'm about to tear in to the blueberry. But go to magicspoon.com slash Fightful and grab a variety pack and try it today. Use our promo code Fightful to get free shipping. They are so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no question asked at all. Uh, magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful. I want to thank them so much for sponsoring the podcast. As you guys know, I'm very passionate about the the stuff that we promote on this show. And uh, I love Magic Spoon. I use them well before they ever hit us up about sponsoring us, so I was I was very excited. Uh, find them on Twitter at Eat Magic Spoon and tell them you heard about them from us. Even if you haven't ordered it yet, just say, "Hey, we heard about you from the Fightful Podcast." That lets them know that we're doing our job. Stay up and keep it up. Says Lana is going off on Twitter now. She got offended. Uh oh. I'm gonna check oh, this she- out. I'm going to check this working out. Working it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, maybe she is. I, I It looked like it looked like Drew McIntyre was a little offended that she said, oh, I should have slept with Drew. He did not seem happy about that. I like how she just says it like, you know, she can just easily be with anybody. Like, that takes confidence. I like that. Probably could, though. She's got her pick of the litter. Yep. Rob Wilkins That's says, for sure. check out Throwback Show tomorrow night, 8 p.m., youtube.com slash throwback27. Also, Anakin says, Denise, you need to step up your facial reaction game. Lewis gave a run for your money last night. I said oh, Louis' man. name right every single time last night, and I've said it wrong three times tonight. What the hell? <laughs> I said When I read it, it's Lewis, but when I say it, it's Louis. So weird. So weird. 
But <sighs> we got this match. MVP uh, says the only way Apollo Crews is going to keep the title is if he helps manage him. But Apollo beats Shelton. And I love that he cheated to do it after Shelton tried to do it. Because that was giving him a dose of his own medicine. I loved that. And Samoa Joe loved it too. Yeah, it was something that I wasn't expecting from Cruz at all. So kind of, but I like the way that it worked in where it was like, okay, well, Shelton Benjamin did it first. So, hey, I'm going to go ahead and stoop to that level and do it too. Had he just done it without that before, that would have been even more unexpected of that. Um, but I was excited to see Shelton Benjamin. You know, it's, you know, he's not somebody we see every week. R-Truth and Drew McIntyre defeated MVP and Bobby Lashley to retain the WWE Championship because R-Truth showed up next to MVP and Lashley. They give chase, and Drew shows up. MVP wants a winner-take-all match, WWE and 24-7 title. And Truth says, okay. And Drew is like, man, this is my title. To me, like, I get it. I'm conflicted on this because it's the same thing with the big show, Denise. He looks smart by being like, I don't necessarily want to do that. But also, traditional WWE booking is like, oh, well, if somebody doesn't want to put a title on the line or fight, that makes them a coward. And that's not the way I think the booking for McIntyre should be. But I get it. Because this time, if Truth got pinned, MVP or Lashley would win the title. And R-Truth tried to make it better, but only got Drew's title put on the line. But I thought overall, Drew and R-Truth played off each other pretty well. Because Drew was trying to be nice. Trying to be patient. Because he likes R-Truth. But you can tell R-Truth was getting on his nerves. Yeah, see, for me, I had a totally different issue. Like, my issue is that I'm not a fan of these types of stipulations for for the WWE champion. Like, I feel like it kind of cheapens the bout and sort of lessens it. Like, it's not like, uh, like for me, like, it's not like a joking type of bout to have, you know, thrown into a match like this. And this was exactly how I felt um, for Backlash with Braun Strowman and the handicap match with uh, The Miz and Morrison. Like, I didn't like the idea of it having to be with, you know, that stipulation. And so because of that, like, I was not a fan of that. But aside from that, I was a fan of R-Truth and Drew McIntyre's chemistry because they were funny. And, I mean, R-Truth has seriously been nailing it with everybody. So, you know, it's good for me. Drew and uh, R-Truth win. Drew ends up get uh, he has MVP pinned, but he tags in R-Truth, gets the win with the rocket launcher. I thought this was fine. This is all right. Whatever. It counts as another title retention for Drew McIntyre. Anything really out of this? I don't want them to overdo Lashley and McIntyre. Make it special. Last night I thought was good. Yeah, and also the same thing for me. I'm not a fan of all the tag team matches that they've been having. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like they should keep them separate together, or they do, you know, do the singles matches. I just kind of feel like it it, it adds, it, it, it distracts too much from whatever the, they want the focus to be. So this was the first night since... Paul Heyman was relieved of his duties. And it feels like a lot happened tonight. But I think that they did that by design. I think they knew that people... And of course, they knew they knew that people knew because they put it out there. I think they stacked the deck intentionally to make it seem like, okay, look, everything's all right. How'd you feel about this episode of Raw? I thought that it was... I thought there was a lot of surprises and a lot of randomness. I wouldn't say that it was like the greatest episode of Raw that I've seen. I won't go as far to say that. I thought that it was, it did bring a lot of 
something that was missing from Raw, though, and that is the unpredictability factor. Because I think for the past several weeks, we can we're more than likely able to predict what's going to happen on Raw. So these little surprises that they had on today's show was needed. But I won't go as far to say that. Oh my God, I was so crazy about it or anything like that. Sure, uh, I, I thought that they they did make a lot happen. And that's a good thing because you need to, especially when you make such a categorical shift like that. Throwback27 says, Lana needs to go to the Packy or Dunks and relax. I do not know what the hell that means. And I think you know I don't know what that means. (laughs) Uh, We have the celebration. Bailey comes out and says it's her birthday, but the Iconics come out and ruin it. They're pushing this for next week. But the tag champs have a match Wednesday. I feel like that's kind of being undermined by this, Denise. Yeah, definitely. And it's definitely undermining Shotzi and Tegan, like saying like there's probably not even going to be a chance that they're going to win. So I kind of don't really like the whole idea of, you know, doing that. But I was like, all right, well, they're going to need some obvious promotion for next week. So it is what it is. Yeah, this was really not a lot happening. I don't even know that they needed this. They could have integrated this with the the end of the the match earlier, but it is what it is. Yeah, yep. I did I did like uh Bailey's reaction though to it being her birthday and the iconics yes. essentially like coming in and destroying it and ruining it all. Oh, the way she snapped uh when Sasha got slapped in the face, that was awesome. I think that was one of my favorite uh Bailey moments in a really long time. They are um, I mean, Bailey especially amazing heel. God, she's just one of the best right now. She is incredible. Just and I incredible. Didn't expect it, like had you told me this like two years ago, I would have not seen it in Bailey. So for me, like this is a complete glow up, a 180. I love it. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, check out all the other stuff on our channel. I had a Scott Norton interview drop. Uh, we have uh, a ton of other WCW interviews this month. NWO Sting. We have James Storm talking about his enhancement match experience. At the end of the month, making a finisher where I interview a wrestler about how they developed and perfected their finisher. One of my favorites, Arn Anderson talking about the spine buster. And as mentioned, Eric Bischoff later this month. It's going to be a good time. Azo Smith says, WWE did the same thing with Bianca during Charlotte versus Rhea before Mania. Yeah, they did. They basically made her a non-factor. And now they've really made her a non-factor, Denise. She ain't been on the show in a month. Yeah, she had that big, impressive uh, debut, and then she was on, I think, maybe the following week, and then after that, it was just, like, gone. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. But I'll tell you what, guys, it's not annoying when you all sign up to FightfulSelect.com every week. This is just every week, the podcast you get. Alex reviewing Raw, Alex reviewing SmackDown, one of the best reviewers there is. Every Monday, I do the backstage report, about 20, 25 minutes, very easy to listen to. Exclusive backstage news from Fightful. Uh, we give you stats, contract, injury updates. Once a week, I do a Q&A. You get to ask about five questions each. It goes about an hour long. It's a very good time. Every week, we do the Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen, who talks about 205 Live, NXT UK, Being the Elite, NWA, ROH. A lot of the things that we don't cover live, he covers on that show. Every Wednesday, we have the List Goes On podcast which is myself and Jimmy Van talking about subjects that we didn't get to on the list and your boy. 
and it looks like I'm going to be doing my own NXT and uh, AEW review over there as well on Fightful Select. Don't know how that's going to work yet, but since I'm uh, handing over that show to Warren on Wednesdays, I might be doing one on Select. So if you subscribe to Select, even before all the news, you're like getting one show per day over there. A good time. Throwback's ready to uh, educate us here. He says, a packy is a liquid store... Hold on, wait. Liquid store uh, dunks or dunks or Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. He says, with all this happening, couldn't the women's tag titles picture have three other teams with Sasha and Bailey, like Alexa, Cross, Iconics, Tegan and Noxie at Extreme Rules. I think that's possible. I think from it goes from a three-way to a four-way potentially. Yeah, especially because it seems like they have been keeping all the rest of the other teams sort of still in the mix. They haven't necessarily excluded them out completely. Anakin JMT says, only way the 24-7 title could interest me is if Drew held it with the WWE title. One guy with a top title and joke title would be fascinating. I think it would be fascinating, but I think that it would undermine Drew's reign, too, and make him seem a little bit too much like a joke. Yeah, too much easy access, too, especially how how the belt is passed around. Uh, I don't think it would bring a good light for him. He's supposed to look more indestructible as champion. You know what? I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Oh, man. Uh, Ivan says, I connect our truth to the... Tomater from Car. I don't know what that means. I, I... Tomater, the oh, Tomater from, from the Cars. movie. Yeah, okay. Because it's like really funny and stuff. Okay, Azo Smith says, yeah, assuming <laughs> assuming Boss and Hug retain on NXT and next week like they should, who do they drop the titles to at Extreme Rules? I wouldn't hate it if they did drop them to Tegan and Noxie at or in Shotzi at Extreme Rules. I think that'd be cool. Um, but I, I'm okay with that. I like seeing those go in and out, in and out of different brands and being able to, it, it makes sense of people abusing the, the brand split. I'm okay with that when they, when they do it with something they've established. Right. I'm almost wondering though, if, if they'll even drop the titles, I almost feel like they might keep them a little bit longer Maybe. and that might add to their rift between them. Sure. Oscar defeated Nia Jax in a raw women's title match. Nia Powerbombed Asuka on the floor. We come back to see Nia do a torture rack after the break. Asuka kicks Nia off the top rope, does a good drop kick there. But then Nia pisses off the official and pushes the ref. And Asuka rolls her up for a pin. But that was a fast count, Denise. What were your thoughts on this one? Uh, Shenanigans. I did not want to see it. I didn't want to see it again. I didn't care for it last night. I didn't care for it today. I was just like, okay, let's get this over and done with already. I didn't feel there was any reason to have this match again. I didn't see the point in it at all. I agree. I don't have a whole lot more to say about it. I don't. Uh, Anakin says... Uh, to create, to quote uh, WWE Creative on Twitter, obviously this is going to end with Nia married to John Cone. Let's hope not. That would be really shitty. But then we get it. The main event. Joe Winkle says, Edge and Randy last night had the match that should have main evented WrestleMania 23 when rated RKO split. I don't disagree with that. I liked the match. I, I thought the expectations were altered and shifted. How did you feel about that match? Because we didn't get your thoughts on it. Uh... With Orton and Edge. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, it was the one thing that I said is that 
everybody was so ready to shit on it completely because with the billing of greatest wrestling match ever, it was like, how can you ever live up to sure. those expectations and that kind of pressure? Now, obviously, I'm not going to go ahead and say it was the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen, but I will say this. I will say that they put on a phenomenal, solid professional wrestling match that I thought was entertaining. I love the story aspect of it from, from the beginning to the end where we sort of saw Randy Orton, you know, sort of outsmart and out-wrestle Edge and Edge sort of doubt himself and just kind of like going back in there and facing those demons that he had um you know might have faced and so to kind of see all of that like thrown in there and i love the finish i thought the finish was absolutely amazing and it worked in with you know edge having to be out for a couple of months so i thought that it was um not the greatest wrestling match ever but a really good match (laughs) it was it was an awesome match it was an awesome match anakin says denise with the s-bomb Oh, when did I say that? You're not that innocent, Denise. You've been exposed. (laughs) You know, know, I don't even know where this all started from. I curse. I just don't like to curse on air because my biggest fear is like someone being like, oh, Denise is like a potty mouth. She's like not professional. And I'm like here, like, yes, I am. Please believe me. And they're like, no, here's this footage of you telling Sean Ross that. God knows what. Well, and I try to be cognizant of that, especially with you. That's why I try not to curse. But tonight, I don't know. It's been a long, it's been a long work <laughs> week. Um, but I try to be cognizant of that. But I used to worry about the same thing. And then I got this job, and my boss doesn't care. My boss doesn't care at See, all. See, there you go. There you and go. And this is my dream job. Like if I do this the rest of my life, I'm very happy. But uh, then we get the main event. I loved Orton asking the interviewer if she thought that Christian was a legend. And he goes, me too. And I was like, oh, that was so good. But Ric Flair comes out. Christian is in the the worst gear ever. <laughs> Poor Christian. <laughs> you can tell he had not trained for this return. But Ric Flair comes out and says, don't do it. Don't do it. And then he punches Christian in the dick. Stay up and keep it up. Says, heal Randy as a god. Two punts in two days. I can see once Edge heals up, they're going to come and kick Randy's ass. But WWE is getting good. I think this story, the story and the promos have been good all along, Denise. Yeah, they have been. And the fact that they're even adding this extra part with Christian, like that they could have easily just had Randy Orton come out and be like, I beat him, blah, blah, blah. But they added more to it. Like they're they're affecting more of the people that are around Edge and one of those people being Christian. So the fact that they added that extra layer to it to kind of keep it going and keep it hot, I think was really smart. This was very good. Randy Orton punts Christian, and God, he says he says the Legend Killer is back. That Christian made him do it. Oh, so good, Denise. So good. This was this is Randy Orton. Eighteen years into him being on global wrestling television, and he's doing some of the best stuff he's ever done. When they re-signed him to a five-year deal, I said, "What more can he do?" What I had been pitching like tag teams with Shelton Benjamin just to get him to do something different for the love of God. This is good. Sometimes, and this isn't necessarily different, but it is. It's the legend killer, but Randy's a legend. Randy is a legend. So eventually, Randy Orton has to like self destruct and like the legend that he kills is him at some point. Like, oh, there's so much to this. How do you, how do you feel about how this has went? 
And here's the thing that if you look at, you know, storylines that we've had in recent years, I feel like this is the one storyline where I would love to be, you know, a fly on the wall for the creative process and sort of seeing the ideas that are pitched for this because you can really tell that Edge and Randy Orton really, really care about what they're putting out there. And so I'm very curious to see how much creative input they have in this um, and, you know, what who's been what's idea um, just because I, I like knowing how everything was sort of developed, especially because it's, it's developed well. And I haven't really felt uh, have, haven't really felt that way for a lot of storylines. And this is one where I actually felt that way for. And so because of that, like I just I, I like what they have been doing with this like so far. And my favorite part for tonight specifically was the way Rand Jordan reacted to his actions. And we have obviously been seeing glimpses of that with what he did to Edge when this whole feud started so kind of going back to that and even seeing it more like you can tell that he's sort of you know really conflicted he isn't just like doing the actions of the legend killer and being satisfied with it no we're seeing some sort of like mental dilemma within him and i do know that randy orton was a person who worked closely with paul Heyman, so i'm interested in how his character development continues after the the Heyman thing obviously they're going to still focus on him but a lot of people on this Raw roster worked closely with Heyman. So, uh, I guess we'll see. Azo Smith said that Nia powerbomb sounded nasty. Uh, yeah, it did. Gross, man. Uh, Anakin JMT says, by the way, Sean, get feeling better and teleconference a doctor if you need to. You can take time off. Jeremy needs more to do than just writing good headlines. Jeremy Lambert is one of the hardest working people in pro wrestling. Legitimately, if I did not have him and Carlos working full-time weekdays and Robert working weekends, it used to be me and one full-time writer. Now it's uh, Carlos and Jeremy full-time writing throughout the week, Robert on the weekends, and then they join in uh, for pay-per-views. I would not be able to get probably a third of the exclusives that I get because that allows me to talk to people. That allows me to chase this stuff all day and report stuff. Jeremy Lambert, Carlos Toro, Robert DeFelice have been awesome for us. Follow them, support them. Jeremy has shows Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, so check those out. Speaking of shows Tuesday, Throwback 27, check out his show. He's supported us greatly. You're going to hear him on some shows in the future. We're going to try out a retro review, see how that goes. And then uh, maybe down the line we can get him on on a pay-per-view post show. Uh, he does a show every Tuesday at YouTube.com slash Throwback27. Give him feedback. Positive, constructive criticism. Tell him what you like. Tell him what you think he could work on. Nobody is above learning how to get better here. Do the same for us. He says, this was a wicked podcast. You son of a bitch. He says, <laughs> it's always fun to see Denise having fun. To clarify, Packy means liquor store. You always make my Mondays rule. Thank you, guys. You're really the king and queen of Fightful. Well, that would Im imply that we're married. So I'm the king of fight. You know what? I don't even want to be the king of Fightful. She can be the queen of Fightful. But I'll I want to be the senpai dong lord sir of Fightful. Yep, that sounds like a better name than king. Yeah, the dong lord senpai sir of Fightful. That's me. That's me. Leave a thumbs up and subscribe, guys. But check out Denise's channel, too. She does a thing or two over there. Why don't you tell them about it? 
bunch of random stuff, come on over to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. If you're like this crazy person that loves like TV reviews and like music reviews and wrestling stuff and just like a bunch of randomness, go ahead and follow youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Please come on over. I'm almost at 5,000 uh, Twitter followers. So I'm uh, hoping to one day dethrone Sean for Twitter followers. So we'll see when that day happens. Let's see what I'm a at. Long right time now. coming. I never look anymore. I'm going to have to keep a, cal- I'm going to have to keep a calculator so I can sort <laughs> of keep track it, but I'm tailing far behind right now. <laughs> I'm at 51,500. Damn, man. I I remember a lot of followers. (laughs) I remember it was just under two years ago in a couple weeks. It was the night that NBA free agency started. I hadn't had a, I literally hadn't had a day off besides my wedding in four years. I had worked wrestling every day for four years, and that was my first vacation in that long. And as I was coming back from vacation, I hit 10,000, and that was less than two years ago. Thank you guys so much. That means a lot. Follow our t- our Fightful Wrestling Twitter account. And also, one more plug. I have a pinned tweet at the top of my page on Twitter. Chris Michaels is a guy that some of you know about. I interviewed him uh, earlier this year. Uh, his daughter was actually the girl that had made that Becky Lynch fan site. And I tweeted it at Becky. And Becky had commented to her. Uh, this guy has been wrestling for almost 30 years. And he has been through TNA and got a raw deal there. He was in OVW, and they brought him in to help get people like Shelton Benjamin and Brock Lesnar and Dave Batista and John Cena over. He's got a GoFundMe right now that I've linked to at the top of my page. He just had surgery, needs a little bit of help there. Show this guy some support. WWE has brought him in twice, two uh, back-to-back years to coach at the Performance Center. He is a wealth of knowledge and an A-plus dude. I've got to know his family really well over the last year. And they are great people. And uh, Shelton Benjamin, I was so happy to see, even though he might not want me to put this out there, Shelton Benjamin donated $1,000 to that GoFundMe. I'm not even sure that Shelton Benjamin and Chris Michaels have spoken in 15 years. So uh, if you all don't mind, please uh, go and donate to that. He is one of the great guys in the wrestling business and comes from a great family. So make sure you guys check that out as well. But until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.